0: Hello and welcome to the parish podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. We heard about, or we're, we just heard about Elizabeth who was pregnant. Mary had just received the message from the angel and Mary was also pregnant. It reminded me of a story Uh, a short story I heard about a pregnant woman and the conversation that she had with her little three-year-old nephew. The little boy, Joey, asked her the following question. Aunt Mary, what do you have in your belly? It's a baby, Joey, she responded. And do you love him a lot? Yes, Joey, I love him very much. Um, so why did you eat him? (laughs) Has nothing to do with my homily, but it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you know the joyful mysteries of the rosary, you know that the second decade of the joyful mysteries is the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. And that's what today's gospel describes. So I want to reflect with you on the very beautiful role Mary plays in our salvation and who she is for us right now. I was reflecting on today's readings from many commentators. um, And I want to point out three things that are happening in today's gospel with respect to Mary. The first is that the gospel shows how Mary mediates the relationship with Jesus. The second thing is the gospel shows or underlines how Mary is not an ordinary mother, but the mother of the Lord. And so she's what we call a queen mother. And finally, the gospel shows how she is the model for us to imitate in keeping the word of God. So let's look at the first one, Mary the Mediator. Brent Petrie, who is a scripture scholar, talks about the fact that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb. And many of us, me included, have a tendency to think, that John the Baptist leaps in the presence of Jesus, that when they come together, he expresses joy. And while that's true, it's fascinating that Mary acts as the mediator between Jesus and John. How is this so? The scripture doesn't say, it doesn't say that when the baby came into the presence of John the Baptist, John leapt, It says that when the voice of Mary's greeting reached Elizabeth's ear, the baby John leapt. It's as if Jesus' presence is mediated through Mary and through Elizabeth to John, and then John reacts. And this is a beautiful image of the role Mary plays in the gospel and shows the dignity of Mary as mediator of our relationship with Jesus. The second point, Mary is not an ordinary mother, but the Queen Mother. Elizabeth's words were the following, and how does it happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The mother of my Lord is a title of the Queen Mother. Another scripture scholar named John Bergsma points out that in ancient Israel, it was not the king's wife, but his mother who reigned as queen. You can see this in Solomon. You can see this in Jeremiah. Her role or her place in honor and influence, the queen mother's role of honor and influence was second only to the king. Many Old Testament texts confirm this, that the queen mother ranked directly after the king in social status. So Elizabeth, a very wise woman advanced in age, the wife of a prominent priest, Zechariah, who knew the history and the culture of Israel and of Judah, through the Holy Spirit recognizes our mother Mary as queen mother as the first lady of the kingdom of Israel and treats her as such, showing her all deference and veneration. Because in the culture of the time, since Elizabeth was the older, the elder, and also a prominent wife of a a priest, it was Mary who should have shown deference to her. And yet Elizabeth calls her the mother of my Lord. You may know, And if you may know that sometimes some of our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters will say that we Catholics give too much honor to Mary, that we're taking away from Jesus by honoring Mary. Well, not according to the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit who inspires Elizabeth to utter these words of honor over Mary. So the Holy Spirit didn't have a problem with Elizabeth blessing Mary. It's also the Holy Spirit who inspires Luke, the evangelist, to tell us that Elizabeth was humbled in the presence of Mary. And none of this takes away from Jesus. It's Jesus himself, Christ, who makes Mary mother of the Messiah, that makes Mary mother of God. And so Elizabeth doesn't honor either Jesus or Mary. She honors Mary because of Jesus. It's a both-and, not an either-or. Now the third point. Let's look at Mary, who is our model to imitate in keeping the Word of God. Elizabeth says, Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Why is Mary blessed? Later on in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, a woman is going to say to Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. And Jesus will turn around and say, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And sometimes people will say, "Uh uh-huh, you see, Jesus disrespects Mary or puts Mary in her place, and and he shows that you Catholics honor Mary too much. A similar scenario happens in Matthew when Jesus is told that his mother and brothers are waiting for him, and he says, who is my mother and my brothers but the one who does the will of God? But when we read today's gospel in light of chapter 11, which which is when the woman is going to tell Jesus, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. When we read it in the light of today's gospel, we see that they go together. Mary is blessed because she's the mother of the Lord. Elizabeth says so. But she's not blessed only because she's the mother of the Lord. At the end of the day, the root of her blessing is because of her faith, which means putting God's word into practice. And that's why Elizabeth says, Blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her from the Lord would be fulfilled. So at the end of the day, when Jesus says, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. There is no better example of that in the gospel than Mary herself. Mary is the first person in the gospel of Luke to hear the word of God and to keep it. Zechariah, the priest, had heard the word of God, but he didn't believe. So the visitation provides a helpful corrective to a uh, misrepresentation of Jesus' response to the woman in the crowd. In fact, the scholar Brant Petrie points out that when the woman in the crowd says, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nursed you, she's reducing Jesus' mother just to her body parts, just to the physical dimension of being his mother. And what Jesus says is no, the root of the blessing is for those who hear the word of God and keep it which is which is exemplified by Mary. She is the example of someone who hears the word and keeps it and therefore she's blessed among women. As I said the fourth candle of advent is traditionally called the Mary candle because the readings speak of her role in the church, in our lives, in salvation. Because after Jesus, Mary is the one who said yes to God most perfectly. And this is the essence of her greatness and her holiness. While her role as mother, the mother of God, is remarkable, extraordinary, and great, she's not the only human being whom God invites to give life to Christ In himself or herself every Christian has the same task of incarnating Christ in oneself to the point of being able to repeat with st. Paul the words of st. Paul when he says in Galatians it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me so through our communion with the Word of God our communion with Jesus in the Eucharist and our communion with one another through the new commandment, we can live, or Jesus can live in us and among us. Then, like Mary, we will, be, we will truly be able to bring Jesus into our little world. And wherever Jesus is, it's Christmas. And every day can be Christmas.